0: It's time for Cerrito Live. On Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Live from the legendary Sports 56 studios at Flynn Broadcasting in
1: Memphis. Here's your host, Kevin Cerrito. Greetings and salutations. We are live from high atop Mount Moriah here at Flynn Broadcasting. Welcome to Cerrito Live. We've got an action-packed edition of the program Today It's been 410 days since the Charlie stopped running in downtown Memphis, Tennessee. It's been 108 days since Rendezvous Barbecue Nachos were replaced at AutoZone Park. And it is less than a day until the Big Brothers Big Sister Sports Ball. That is tonight at Minglewood Hall. We will be out there, and we're less than... Uh, Seven days away now from the Dodge, this Dodgeball tournament, which will be next Saturday in Bartlett, benefiting youth villages. Some awesome summertime events happening uh, around Memphis and some interesting trolley news, actually, that we'll get into in a moment. But uh, first, let me tell you what we got going on on this action-packed edition of the program today. Joining me at 11:30. He is our congressman. Congressman Steve Cohen will join us on the show. He's a big Tiger fan, as you know. He is also our representative up there in Washington, D.C. Congressman Steve Cohen uh, has been on the show many times before, and he will join us again today. We'll talk Tigers with him and other news and notes, all things Memphis, with uh, your U.S. representative for uh, Tennessee's ninth Congressional District. Steve Cohen joining us at 1130 today at noon we'll play hang up and listen winner getting $25 to Elfo's restaurant in Germantown it's my favorite restaurant and we'll give away Elfo's at noon at 1230 my podcast co-host Holly Whitfield Will join us on the show And this is going to be exciting I know this is exciting for people who have uh, Little or no money uh, Drew, like yourself On the other side of the glass we got Drew Barrett and C.J. Hurt The band is practically uh, back together today I, uh, Very surprising um, Everybody's here after lots of summer vacations Welcome back, C.J.
2: Thank you, it was great to be back
1: Thanks for uh, hosting the show while I was gone Hosting trivia while I was gone
2: Oh, you are so welcome, sir and
1: I hope you enjoyed your vacation last week but, uh, Drew, I know you're a cheap guy. Um, you have no money. Uh, and I don't like to say cheap. I'm I'm very frugal. You just have no money to spend because you blow it all in one day. And then when you get paid, and then you're like, how am I supposed to survive? Well, today with Holly, we're going to give you – I've got it. I broke it all down. So Holly did this story for the She writes also for Thrillist.com. And she's got this story of 25 free things to do in Memphis. You can read that at Thrillist.com. I've taken her list, other lists. And I figured out an exact Sunday, Sunday through Tuesday, hour by hour, how you can do nonstop free stuff in Memphis. I do love free. So it's, we'll give you that hour by hour breakdown starting Sunday afternoon all the way until Tuesday night, how you can... Uh, if you are a Tennessee resident, I think that's a big part of it, Tennessee residents. Some of them maybe Shelby County, but not that big. There's enough free stuff that you can cram into that Sunday afternoon until Tuesday night. And even I'll give you a couple ideas for Wednesday, too. So if you want to take up a couple days of work or, or invite family in, make sure they come to visit Sunday through Tuesday, and you got oodles of different free things to do. So I've got an hour-by-hour breakdown, and we'll give you – uh, free is what I'm calling it. How do you do Memphis free? Memphis. Free. Instead of Memphis. All right, well, maybe that won't stick. <laughs> but joining us uh, in studio, it's Sportsball Saturday. So joining us in studio for trending topics, Mr. Sweet Tea, Mr. Jackson, Mississippi, Mr. Marcus Hunter. What's up? Yo, what's going on, Cerrito? What's going
0: on, fellas? How you guys doing over there? Did you and CJ call each other this morning and make sure that you wore the same shirt?
1: Uh, CJ doesn't have a phone.
2: No, I'm, I'm without a phone right now.
1: What happened to your phone?
2: I sat on it while I was hosting trivia for Kevin, and it broke. I'm still waiting to be You're reimbursed on, by you Kevin. You sat on oh, it. Phone. I sit
0: on my phone every day. I, it, like, stays in my back pocket. You
2: don't got to dunk like I got.
1: Okay, see, so you, you got you to gotta upgrade, man. You can't walk around with these phones that just break. CJ hasn't had a phone for, like, two weeks. Two weeks? He needs to get one of these nice Samsung phones, and you just get a good Samsung phone with a good case, and it, it works. Two weeks? Yeah, you got to Yeah, you gotta get a phone, man,
2: because how is your lady supposed to keep in contact with you? Or is, that a, or is that one of the best parts of not having a phone? Uh, she could. We we plan everything out well in advance. I figured that since I broke my phone on the job, Kevin would reimburse me. And oh well, yeah, you have a point. Phone. There. Like that's how it's supposed to work, isn't
1: it? I know it was broken before you brought it up there. Your phone didn't even work right. You, you do have a point. I mean, you know, what I should give him a new phone? It's yeah, almost like it's on workers, the job. It's almost like workers'
0: compensation. I mean, had you know, he tripped over a cord and like broken his ankle while hosting. It's too TV. late now.
1: I mean, it's too late. He never filled out any paperwork or anything, and with that so yeah yes, see the statute of limitations <laughs> on that kind of thing
0: I've
2: been a hard working member for this company since it was Memphis Sport like I think I'm, I deserve wasn't 20- like, like a
0: whole year ago maybe <laughs> <laughs>
2: Marcus, uh, Marcus, Marcus, you you did
1: mention, yes, CJ and I are both wearing the same shirt today. It's just by coincidence. But we're a week away from the Dodge This Dodgeball tournament, so we're excited. So we're wearing our, our Dodge This shirt from a couple years ago. Yeah, I wish I could. The cool green one. You have this one. I huh? have that one. That's one of the ones I can't find that I'm really upset that I can't find it because it was one of my favorite
0: ones because it feels so good. I mean, the cotton, the way that it just falls on you. The one last year
2: was good. phenomenal. I don't have it because the, uh, my girlfriend had The our uh, green one? No, the uh the the youth villages dodgeball. Okay, teacher. gotcha. That's the one we wore. That one's great too. Okay, gotcha. My girlfriend has that one also. For some reason, she just has all my. Cool hey man, you
0: know, well you know what happens? You know your girl comes over and she leaves in the morning. She's gonna like, can I borrow a t shirt and some shorts?
1: That's how that's how it goes. You so stock me. up. So next week is the dodge this dodgeball tournament. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. Tonight is the sports ball benefiting Big Brothers Big Sisters, and I know Marcus, that is why. You are here, right? Yeah,
0: glad I could make it up for uh, the sports ball. I'm going to miss the dodgeball tournament. I'll actually be on my vacation
1: in Washington D.C. That week. You're going? I just came back from Washington D.C. Did you? Yeah, so I got a list of things you can do. Oh, fantastic! And one thing: go visit our Congressman Steve Cohen. Oh yeah, I'm going to definitely try to definitely go to definitely his office will Steve give you Cohen. a tour. Okay. Uh, of the capital,
0: and that's a lot of fun okay so just go up there to Steve Cohen's office and well, you go
1: online and you put, send, send them a message that you'll be in Memphis next or you'll be in Washington D.C. next week Okay, and that you'd like a tour set up through their office they'll set up the tour alright I will and make sure I do that you go meet them at their office they take you to the Capitol and they show you around and show you all the cool stuff fantastic so just you should do that as soon as possible if you're going to be there so you're on vacation from your other job then, right?
0: Yes, I'm going to be on vacation, uh, getting me a little bit of a sabbatical. Going to be gone from uh, Thursday of next week until the Monday of the week following, the week after that.
1: Okay, before we get into training topics, I'm going to set this up. We're going to do this on Periscope. Have you all used Periscope? Guys? I have I, I have not personally used it, but I have helped other people use it.
0: No phone. But yeah, you, man. I mean, could your old phone right. even handle Periscope the way you're talking about it?
2: It might have been able to. It would have been a little grainy. All right, we're going to go
0: live right now.
1: We're we live right Mostly now? Mostly it's going to be you, Marcus. Okay. Or at least that's what it is right now. I've got Are we the first radio it. show in Memphis to use Periscope? Probably not. So I, I think be we're ahead. behind in the, in the times, gotta actually. Got to make sure I'm looking, looking dapper. Yeah, you're, ma- you're mainly on. Red Bull and mm-hmm. you. All right. No, I don't want to cancel the broadcast. Okay. So you can get the link. Yeah, it's live, so you don't have to stay in still, oh. Marcus.
0: <laughs> like I was taking a photo. Like, hey.
1: <laughs> okay, so... We're, we're live on Periscope right now. You can find the link on my uh, Twitter page at Cerrito, or you can just search for Cerrito. Uh, unfortunately, Periscope has stopped, it says. What is going on? Uh, we're connected here to the Flynn Broadcasting Internet. This is this is live radio and trying to be live Periscoping, and we had a little delay. So let's see if this works. We'll try it one more time and uh, to be live on Periscope. And you can see that me and CJ are wearing the same shirt. We'll get that uh to you guys as well. Uh so Marcus, you're back in for the Sports Ball tonight. Uh we always we'll talk more about the Sports Ball uh here here in a, in a moment because it is it is one of the best days out of the year. You can still get tickets to the Sports Ball if if you need to. Uh it's 125 dollars at the door, but it just includes uh what is the one of the best parties in Memphis of the entire year. Yeah, definitely. And what do you what do you uh what's your favorite part about sports ball whilst I get this going here? Or-
0: uh, my favorite part about the sports ball, I mean, just being able to just go somewhere and dress up and just hang out with really good people because you know that's a lot of the folks who are at the sports ball are just really good folks. Um, you know, people who are you know just want to go and have a good time and want to do a lot of uh, fun things and give back to charity. You know, it's all for a good cause, and so I just enjoy being able to dress up in my tuxedo and wear my tennis shoes because I'm used to that now. Because every day at work I wear a suit, but most days I'm wearing like a suit and some tennis shoes. So you know, it's gonna I'm gonna feel right at home and very comfortable tonight at the sports ball with uh some fancy dressing on top and some tennis shoes on the bottom
2: what's your tux look like
0: um you know it is a black pant with a navy blue tux white uh shirt and a gold vest all right marcus you see yourself on our monitor here hey how's it going uh we're live
1: on periscope right now
0: yeah you know i had to you know you know cj every year i gotta try to come with it you know last year i went with the uh yeah, uh, it was kind of pink, but more like salmon-colored uh, vest.
2: I was filling that suit last yeah, year. The, yeah, I, I, I hated. I didn't get that. So, yeah, so tonight's the
1: 18th annual <laughs> sports ball, black tie <laughs> tennis you gala. You dress up in your suit. You wear your tennis shoes. It's tonight at Minglewood Hall? Starts at seven. Last till midnight. It is games for grown ups to create futures for kids. It really is cool because it's a, an event that helps out so many kids in the mid south, and you get to act like a kid During that. So, oh, CJ's jumping in on the periscope as well. Uh, But there's interactive games. There's a photo booth. There's a mock roulette. You can play uh, poker with Gary Parrish's mom. Uh, So much fun stuff you can do at the sports ball each and every year. Again, it's $125 if you get tickets at the door. MSMentor.org for more information. That's MSMentor.org. It's the Big Brothers, Big Sisters Sports Ball. All right, let's get into some trending topics.
3: Trending topics. CJ's supposed to
1: do that. We've got to change this. We've got to get this fixed. We'll do it after the show. Trending. CJ's our official announcer now. CJ, go. Trending topics. All right, our first trending topic uh, this week is Hulk Hogan. Holy mackerel. A shocking uh, Hulk Hogan news uh, yesterday.
0: I was so curious. You know, yesterday morning... Um, well, I was at work, it was like 3 o'clock in the morning, and I was looking up trending stories uh, for a segment that we do in the news, and I saw Hulk Hogan was trending, and I didn't know why. So I clicked on it, and at the time, it was just all this speculation. WWE has taken down any mention of Hulk Hogan from their website. And then when the news broke, uh, maybe at around 9.30 um, yesterday morning, I wasn't surprised, disappointed maybe, but wasn't really surprised because Hogan mean? had used that word in the past. I mean, it's not like he's never used that word yeah. and been caught doing it. So I wasn't surprised about it because I mean, unfortunately there are a lot of things that people do when they feel like they're in a private situation in a private setting that they won't do publicly. So I wasn't surprised, but I was very disappointed because I grew up as a Hokomaniac. You are a Hokamaniac. Yeah, and you're, I'm no longer a Hokomaniac.
1: You are uh... An African American Hulkamaniac. I was an African. Well, I am an
0: African American. you no, still, but you're I was no, no Hulk, longer Hulkamaniac. No, I'm no longer Hulkamaniac.
1: Okay, well let's look at let's look at this. So there. So if you haven't heard, I mean Hulk Hogan, this whole thing is just like, and what a year it has been for, for your '80s childhood, right? You yeah. Grew up in the '80s, so yeah. we've gone through Bill Cosby stuff. Oh man, right. I know, like right. And this is not Hulk Hogan stuff. Not as bad as Bill Cosby stuff. I mean, Bill Cosby stuff is he should be in jail, allegedly in jail. for for the things that happened. Oh, yes, oh, we, we, we have to be. make sure
0: we say that allegedly. We I mean, only, come yeah, on. we'll throw
1: out the word. Allegedly. I mean, until, I mean one. until you've been convicted but, in the court of law. Is you know. But you, he, and he can't be at this point. Hulk Hogan, I mean, though. Hulk Hogan, which is just, Hulk Hogan, it's on a sex tape that these quotes from Hulk Hogan are on a Hulk Hogan sex tape. He's suing Gawker, a sex tape that he had with his best friend's wife. Yeah. Not a good guy. Yeah, like his <laughs> I mean, best come on. Wife. And I think his best friend was recording. I don't know if they were trying to trap Hogan in it and then they sell it to Gawker. I don't know all that. It's very complex, confusing situation on why the sex tape even exists. Hogan did not know he was being recorded. That's not an excuse for any of his behavior whatsoever. But he's suing Gawker uh, because they have the video and releasing parts of the video or however that stuff is. And, and it's very similar to Paul Dean like in a yeah. lawsuit this comes out and this stuff is being leaked somehow to the national Enquirer. we've got this lawsuit that's pending with him and gawker because they have this video it's not only just a sex tape video but it's also a video of Hulk hogan saying racist remarks mm-hmm. calling his daughter brooke hogan uh calling her boyfriend at the time uh the n-word multiple times and in brooke angry hogan. fashion not right. not in a casual manner and you can compare this. I mean, it is a very similar situation yeah. to Paula Dean. I yeah. didn't even retweeted somebody did a mashup of Hogan's face with Paula Dean's face. <laughs> uh, because really, the, I mean, this is not. It's not really something to laugh about. It's a sad thing, yeah. and, it's, and it's it's something that 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 comes just it comes out of nowhere. And WWE's response is unlike anything they've ever done. This uh, is the number the one guy. This is the biggest wrestling star of all time. Yes. And they have removed him from the website and from the Hall of Fame. Yeah, um, he's not even like on their Hall of Fame website. No, is he going to be permanently away from the Hall of Fame? No, but I do think there needs to be, and there will be, a long time, probably years, before Hulk Hogan is allowed to come back and be a uh, just a celebrity of whatever degree that he will be. Because he's going to have to go on a long apology tour, yeah. And he's had he's already had his his uh, some of his uh, African American friends speak up for him already. Dennis Rodman, well, and,
2: uh, and you know it's true uh, if Dennis oh, Rodman speaks De- up for De-
1: De- Dennis Rodman hangs out
0: in
2: who, uh, North Korea. Who also just, uh, he
1: vacations in North Korea, Come right? On, and then. he also endorsed uh, Trump for president. <laughs> see,
2: I think at the same time, like, but did did you he see some- the Rodman tweet though? He tweeted at Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Magic Johnson, Shaq, and Mike Tyson about what about supporting Hulk Hogan because oh, he, he does not have a racist just, bone in his body
1: he doesn't so Rodman says no racist bone in Hogan's body Virgil uh, well, who just used to be
2: just says out of love
1: Virgil who used to be the bodyguard of the million dollar man who it's a whole nother story to talk about the the racial connections with Virgil's character yeah and how he was kind of like the million dollar man slave. Um, but you can look at that however you want. But Virgil also spoke out about it. And I don't really care what Virgil says because, okay, you, you know our Virgil story, right? So we're at WrestleMania 30 in New Orleans, Louisiana, and we're hanging out at the Harris Casino, and there's Virgil mm-hmm. uh, playing uh, craps, I believe, or roulette, I can't remember. And so we said, well, we're going to go see if Virgil will take a picture. And Virgil, go up to Virgil, and he just like... Like w- waves us away. We'll not, you know, we're up right next to him. He's like, no, no, no. So Virgil, uh, turning down the opportunity for a picture uh, with me, and so I will never forgive him. Um, so his opinion on Hulk Hogan doesn't matter for my own personal reasons. But uh, Marcus, you were a Hulkamaniac. Yeah. And I mean, so what, does this? Cha- this is obviously just going to change your view of Hulk Hogan probably for the rest of your life. But yeah it uh you know it um it's very
0: unfortunate like I said you know not surprised uh, more disappointed than anything um it's going sort to of change my opinion of him you know in the immediate you know now but I mean you know I'm sure he's like you say he's gonna go on a long apology tour and you know time heals all wounds and uh you know do I think that Hulk hogan is ultimately you know a racist? I don't think so. I mean, that's to be debatable, but I don't think that he's ultimately a racist, but, I mean, he had a uh, he had a moment, and he let some of his true feelings about certain people come out, and, you know, when it yes. happens, if you get recorded doing that, you know, it is what
1: it is. And the moment... You gotta take your as they say. The moment was not as far back as Paula Deen's. Paula Deen's was really far back, you know, her... her the things that she was being quoted to say. Yeah. And, I mean, whether we like it or not, and we're both young uh, men in our early 30s, and this stuff is disgusting and, and shocking to us. But, like, we, at the end of the day, though, Marcus, right? Like, there are generations of people, and they're dying off, but is that older generation, people who are Huck Hogan's age and Paula Dean's age, who that's just, they they were they had racist talk around them all the time. And whether it was them saying it or somebody else, like it was not, um, and I'm not defending them in any way, but there is that generation of people Mm -hmm. who this was more commonplace and that this was not shocking to hear somebody talk like that.
0: Yeah. And that's what I'm saying that I'm not, you know, I'm disappointed, not shocked because you know, there are certain people, like you said, that grew up in a different time that, you know, certain words and certain things became a part of their vocabulary And when you get them in a comfortable setting where they feel like, you know, that there's nobody watching or nobody listening, um, you know, they speak. You know, you know, a certain way in a certain fashion, and you know. But I mean, but 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 that is with everybody. I mean, you know, no matter who you find, you're gonna find people who will say things around their friends. You know, whether it be you know just using bad language, you know, that they wouldn't use in other settings. So I mean, it's possible for that kind of thing to happen anywhere. It just uh, you know this happened, and it was on tape. It was recorded, and uh, it's really cost uh, Hulk Hogan a lot. That's you know, just.
1: And he apologized, and I think yeah. his apology is pretty good. You can find that on 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 his Twitter page. Um, hoping, hoping for the best for uh, Hulk Hogan, and uh, very unfortunate, very sad news. Um, as we all, at some point, were a Hulkamaniac, and it, especially this week, like I was, it was very fascinating. You know, we cover wrestling on this show, and it was a big week for wrestling as the Undertaker came back to WWE this week. Undertaker, who's only wrestled like two matches in the past three years, Undertaker, back in WWE and is having this awesome feud with Brock Lesnar who ended his WrestleMania streak and they're going to have their rematch at SummerSlam. So you have a week of like Hogan goes away and the Undertaker comes back all in the uh, the same week. And uh, it's going to be how far will the WWE's punishment go is what I'm interested in because like they can't take him out of the Hall of Fame. I guess they can remove him from the website and not mention him for as, until this dies down and he goes through and if he really does apologize and if, if America really does forgive him and then he's just kind of like they put him
2: back on the website,
0: right? Yeah, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, he is Hulk Hogan and I think that people at some point will forgive him because he is Hulk
1: Hogan and so many people grew up loving this guy. Uh, that's, that is true. Let's uh, go on to our next Trending topic. Trending topic. And as we were speaking about Hall of Fame, on the cover of the Memphis Flyer this week, a fascinating story, rocking the Halls. uh, It's a a story on the, uh, there's two new Hall of Fames in Memphis right now. The Memphis Music Hall of Fame opens this week. And the Blues Hall of Fame is already open at downtown. And of course, we're campaigning to put the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame in uh, Memphis. Possibly the Mid-South Coliseum. Marcus, I brought you your shirt today. You I, have I, that. Oh, yeah. That's going to be our dodgeball uniforms next week at Dodge This. Oh, so at least I can get my uniform. So you have a uniform in case you can come up here. But the uh, those shirts available at ProWrestlingHOF.com for 15 bucks. Really awesome shirts. Looks good, man. Looks good. But it is of note for you to check out the Memphis Flyer this week. Read it. It talks about the economic impact of the Memphis mm-hmm. Music Hall of Fame and the Blues Hall of Fame and how Hall of Fame's, uh, their attendance and interest with, with uh, tourists, uh, and how that impacts the the local economy. And there you go. You add another Hall of Fame, whether it's uh, the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame, whether we put it inside the Mid South Coliseum or we put it inside Peabody Place. Which oh, you've got to see these pictures of Peabody Place, Marcus, that I found online. Mm-hmm. Like what Peabody Place looks like today. What does it look like? It, yeah, it just looks cool. So the ghost town. It's another like ghost town, yeah. like you know, mall of yesteryear. People love looking I'd, at those. I'd, I'd, Peabody Place is
0: the the biggest. Confusion that I've had about the city of Memphis. I cannot understand for the life of me how that building has ended up being empty. I mean, is it just too expensive to have something inside of Peabody Place? Like, what is the reason? Well, something because should go. It in, is a man. prime location in Memphis, right? And the fact that it's like a, a ghost town is just really upsetting.
1: Something should go in there, and maybe the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame can, as uh, attention this week with the Memphis Flyer looking at Hall of Fame. So we'll go to our next trending there's, topic. There's a
0: Memphis Sport Hall of Fame. Trending topic. I think there's enough sports that happen in the city of Memphis for there to be its own individual Hall of Fame. What to have? I don't know if there's Or Or, or, or the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame. Is there one of those? A Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame?
1: I'm sure there is, and you know Nashville Nashville's going to have it. Well, yeah, you're right about that. In, the, in that event. But uh, maybe. They are yeah, essentially we'll located. It, so. uh, we're all for... Uh, making Memphis a better place and that includes this next training topic which is the trolleys the trolleys in downtown Memphis another thing that uh, we have been focused on we on this show uh, for many years is that why, do this, why does the trolley line stop in the middle of Madison Avenue and this week MATA uh, held some meetings and said that they are considering expanding the trolley to Overton Square, which is the most obvious thing that should be done. The only problem with it is you're going to have to find the money and you're going to have to shut down a lot of Madison for a while. That was the big problem with the Madison line is it takes so long to put in the tracks and put all that stuff up there that you need for the trolleys that, it, it hurts some of the businesses in the short term, but the long time goal at the end of the day, if you look long term and don't look short term, shutting you know, having some of these businesses have hard to enter storefronts for X number of months uh, is good because in the long run you're going to be having people constantly using public transportation in front of you um, this this idea is terrific of course the big question is why are the trolleys still not running every week try to open the show with the latest numbers on how many days it's been since the trolleys were running and it has been 410 days over a year I was in New Orleans and and they, shut, they had a sign-up saying they were going to shut down one of the trolley lines for 30 days because they had to do repairs for 30 days. Memphis has shut them down for 410 days and counting, and who knows when they'll come back, but it's cool to know that Matt is at least considering expanding that line all the way to Overton Square. There's a parking garage there already, and it would make the trolley line something that not just tourists use, but something that locals use <sighs> as well. If you can connect midtown to downtown, and that's not the first thing you got to obviously bring the trolleys back and make them where they don't catch fire. They do that. They've been working on that. We're confident it's eventually going to happen. Mm-hmm. You bring the trolleys back, you expand the line to Overton Square, and you run the trolleys on schedule where they're there every 20 minutes like they're supposed to be, then locals are going to start using the trolley. And they'll go downtown from Midtown or Midtown to downtown and vice versa. You could stop at Minglewood Hall and go to the sports ball. Imagine at the trolley line. Yep. It stops just just a little bit before Minglewood Hall, a little too far to walk probably. And if it goes there, you could stop at Minglewood Hall for a show or whatever, sports ball tonight. Uh, the, this idea is brilliant. Uh, you can read more about that in the Memphis Daily News, and Channel 5 has a story um, up as well. But uh, this is ex- exciting, positive trolley news. and Maybe they're just throwing this out there to distract people like me who, who or have been saying, why are you guys still not running the trolleys? It's been a year. You needed 90 days max to fix this problem. You've been given a year. We still don't have the trolleys. Bass Pro has opened. Memphis in May is coming on. Yep. And there's a vacant trolley stops across the entire city. But the big question, what's the Madison line? And I, I like this. I, it seems like whoever – maybe we're going to get this guy on. I want to try to get this guy on from Mata and talk to him because it does sound like they're saying the right things, but they have not done anything.
2: I I was on vacation last week. I was in Atlanta, Midtown Atlanta. Need to go from Midtown to Atlanta to Downtown Atlanta. We hopped on the train, man. When you have easy public transportation, more people come in. The citizens use it. And it's, like you said, it's just easier to get from Midtown to Downtown. You can go to a show at the Orpheum and then maybe eat in Midtown somewhere. So... They really need to fix this and get this up and going the right way. I love so, that
1: idea. I love the idea.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, I was thinking when you were just talking about it, uh, you know, how it would really connect uh, midtowners and downtowners. You know, just make it easier for them to, you know, you know, hang out. Because I mean, you know, wouldn't it be great if you wanted to start your night in midtown, but then end your night in downtown, and then end up back home and never really have to, you know, get in the car, call Uber or anything like that, or call a taxi cab, and then. I mean, how far is it going to go to connect to? Um, you're getting a phone call, by the way, Kevin. Uh, how far is it going to go to? Um, connect, you know, get folks closer to the Liberty Bowl? Uh, you know, to Tiger Lane. I mean, that's something else that you can really take into consideration. Uh, you know, folks may want to, you know, easy transportation to try to get closer to Tiger Lane.
1: Right, and and, and they didn't detail it, but they're saying at least taking it over to Square and a tease, like to make it a route to get to the fairground. Yeah, and that would be phenomenal. I mean.
0: You know, if you can at least have a trolley system that, you know, connects that fairground area to downtown going through Midtown. Um, I mean, you will at that point make Memphis just that much more of a desirable city for folks to live and also for folks to visit because it's going to be so much easier to get
1: around places. So good trolley news, which is it's weird to say there's good trolley news when there's still not an ETA or when they're going to bring them back because uh, that's what we really want. And maybe they are using this as a distraction mode so that I spend time giving kudos to Mata instead of spending time on this show and other shows uh, giving uh, criticism towards Mata. So, uh, last trending topic...
2: Trending topic...
1: ...is the sports ball. It is tonight. The sports ball will be... It is, it is one of those trending topics that really hasn't trended yet, but tonight it will be all over your your social media. And if you're not going, uh, I don't know what you're doing. You need to get your... Tickets now only one hundred and twenty five dollars. What are do you guys wearing? It goes to a great cause. We're wearing tuxes. From I know. Guy's I'm saying like what, I know on Park Avenue. From
0: guys' formal wear on, on Park Avenue, but I'm just saying like what is your what is your color scheme? Like did like did like did the uh, did the uh, lovely staff over there at
1: uh, Guys uh, pick it out for you guys? They do, they definitely assist and they uh, and they really challenged me. I was going to go with just a regular black tuxedo, mm-hmm. but then. Uh, they convinced me to say, "Hey, you got to do something different." So I, and it's really not that different because it's what I did last year, mm-hmm. which I'm going with the white jacket, the Seth MacFarlane at the Oscars slash P Diddy at every award show look, uh, okay. the white jacket and the the black ties. So, you know, that's my usual look yeah. for the sports ball. So,
2: I got the Clark Kent, the dark blue suit with the red vest oh. and a bow tie.
1: Are you wearing your your Superman pajamas under there?
2: I will have my Superman socks on. Yes, Superman will. socks, you? Will.
1: Yes. <laughs> oh, holy man!
2: Ah, wow. see, man, you know,
0: CJ, and now we got to bring you with the uh, with the uh, style. Kevin's very conservative with his look. I'm not very conservative. I consistent. Consistent. Yeah. I'm consistent.
1: Consistent. I'm definitely not conservative. I will stick out tonight. Uh, any uh, special uh, shoes that, you, that you're gonna yeah. wear? I haven't figured out what shoes I'm wearing with mine. I've got a couple pairs of Nikes, mm-hmm. but uh, I'll, I'll wear something. That's. Uh, but if if you're looking to, uh, to to get suited up, whether it's for the sports ball tonight. Or another occasion, check out Guy's Formalware. They've been in Memphis since 1948. When you absolutely must look your best, it's Guy's Formalware. Guystux.com, their main location, the one we always go to right there on Park Avenue at Park and Highland. But uh, big thanks to our friends over at Guy's, Memphis-owned and operated uh, Guy's Formalware, Memphis's largest local inventory of... Tuxes in the mid
0: south. Right, you can also get a tux um, uh, from guys over the phone, and they'll hook you up. And you got um, it over
1: the phone, right? Yeah, I got
0: right it over now. the phone, and uh, they were really helpful over the phone, making sure that I kind of had the right, you know, I was right the right size. I, I told them I think I was about the same size as I was last year. Hopefully, I had not gained that much weight. And uh, you know, she really helped me get uh, make sure I had the right colors that I wanted, and everything was going to be looking nice. So, works over the phone also. You don't even have to go into the uh, into the building.
1: All right, segment one of the show live on Periscope. We're, we'll get we'll go back to Periscope. Uh, look for me on Periscope. You can find the link on my Twitter page at Cerrito. Um, we'll we'll go back to Periscope a little bit later on on the show. But when we com- come back, we got to talk to Congressman Steve Cohen. But before we take a break, CJ, if you will, tell the listeners how they can get in touch with the show.
2: Thanks, Kevin. We are on a wide variety of social networks. You can get in contact with the show on Twitter. Kevin is at Cerrito. CJ is at Conradicalness. And Drew is at DBarrett36. The show is also on Instagram, at Conradicalness and at Kevin Cerrito. Drew is at DBarrett1236. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com backslash Cerrito Live, And follow us on Snapchat, CerritoLive. Live email ceritolive at gmail.com you can also call the show at noon for hang up and listen 360-8255 and don't forget to text the sports 56 text line at 67129
1: and we're also now on periscope we'll have to add that in there and we'll have to, for next week for your, for your nice reads alright when we come back we're going to talk to the congressman Steve Cohen my uh, good friend Steve Cohen Marcus, you got to do it. That's the one thing you do. If you go to Washington, D.C., I highly recommend you message Congressman Cohen's office, mm-hmm. get them to give you a tour of the U.S. Capitol. I hate that I'm too late for the White House. Oh, yeah, the White House, you have to do like six months in advance.
0: Six months? I thought it was
1: 21 days. Okay. Oh, they've changed it. They just reopened it not too long ago with new rules and stuff. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll make I sure they're... I get in contact with Congressman Cohen. Okay, when we come back, we'll talk to Mr. Cohen. You're listening to Cerrito Live on Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 and 877-FM.
0: Welcome back to Cerrito Live. Here once again is Kevin Cerrito.
1: Welcome back to the show. Thanks for making us a part of your weekend, Sports Ball Saturday. Our first guest... On the show this week is your U.S. Representative for Tennessee's 9th Congressional District. He is Congressman Steve Cohen, and he joins us now. Mr. Cohen. Hey, Kevin. Hey, good to hear from you.
3: Nice to have shared my office with you in Washington. It was nice to have you visit.
1: Oh, it was awesome. And uh, we were just uh, actually talking about that, how cool it is. And I think it's the one thing you do if you do visit Washington, D.C., is to contact your office, because you are our congressman, and... Uh, take a tour of the Capitol. It's really cool. Your staff was uh, really nice, and it was a fun experience.
3: Well, I'm pleased you you enjoyed it, had the opportunity. We try to make everybody's uh, visit to Washington one that's uh, memorable, uh, and I think it's real important, and and that's one of the things we pride ourselves on.
1: And speaking of visiting the Capitol, we also visited your office uh, when I was there, and we we chatted for a little bit, we saw I, I couldn't help but notice all of the bobbleheads that you have around your office. You have oodles of Memphis-related sports bobbleheads.
3: Yeah, well, I'm a big Memphis sports fan, and D'Angelo's up there with me, and, and Joe Jackson, and Rodney Carney, and D.J. Steffens, and, and and Lorenzen Wright, and and I've got, I've got a few others, but those are some, some of our, our featured Tigers. <laughs>
1: I think you have got Grizz. Uh, everywhere I got the
3: you... Grizz. I got the Grizz. Yeah, I got Satchel Page. Yeah, I
1: got several. Everywhere you, everywhere you look, it's like there's another bobblehead. You got a pretty good bobblehead collection going on. They need to to have bobbleheads again at a Grizzlies game so you can update update your collection. I don't even know where you get a DJ Steffens bobblehead.
3: Well, I, I I don't know. I guess I got it through the Tigers. I did <laughs> over the years. I've got some of them in Memphis. I, I never took up from left my home, but I think the first year they had it with the Grizzlies, I've got J Will. And uh, uh, probably Mike. I don't think it's Mike Miller. Shane Battier, J. Will, uh, Lorenzo was in that, and then in that class, and there were a couple other folks. That are, what, what was Strowman?
1: Yeah, Stro the, Yeah, Show
3: Not Swift. What was Miles' last name? Yeah, it was it was Swift, it was yes. Swift. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I had him too. So I was back with they, they had. The, the, the... They might have Paul Gasol. Maybe he was on the.
1: Team. The, the one bobblehead I want. Uh, would be the one from that same year they had an Elvis, a Grizzlies Elvis Right, I didn't get that one either It's a tough one to find and I also noticed your office, you have a on the door of your office you have the front page of some section of the newspaper for Letterman's last night, David Letterman's finale.
3: I was a big fan of Letterman and he was a great friend of the music of my my friend Warren Zevon, so I, I just I missed him. I like David, and, and and we put that up there. And he's been replaced. He, was, he he served about two weeks in that spot, and he's been replaced by Bryce Harper. The, the, the post had a great picture of Bryce, uh, number th- from the picture from the rear where he's number thirty four, his back's to the to looking out to the field, and uh, we thought that was a pretty cool picture. And Bryce Harper is an amazing baseball player.
1: Uh, very cool. So Dave, so you said you were friends with Warren Zeman?
3: Yeah, Warren and I were best friends. Best friends? Yeah.
1: Mr. Werewolves of London?
3: Werewolves of London, yeah.
1: So where where were you all friends from?
3: Well, I was running for governor back uh, in in 1993, and he was playing at uh, uh, the 616 Club, and my friend Bud Chittum, who owned the club, told me the Young Democrats were here, and he said, you can have the Young Democrats as your guests. Uh, That night I was throwing a party for him and uh, introducing him, uh, if you will permit it, and uh, I said, cool. And I went back and talked to Warren, and we had a lot in common. And he said, I'll be in Nashville and next night or the night after that and come on over and see me there. And I did, and, and we had dinner that night, and we had a lot in common and got to be best friends, and we talked about all kinds of things. A lot of times, about...
1: Very, very cool. And I know he he subbed when Paul Schaefer was not on Letterman's show, when Schaefer had to call in sick or be on vacation. Uh, Warren would be the guy who replaced him. Yeah, right, He probably he did
3: 45 for or 50 different shows. Uh, Letterman loved his music greatly. And, and sometimes Warren would, would, would kind of complain to me. Dave would the people would call out and say they wanted to come in, and they'd fly him in on a first-class air ticket from Los Angeles, which is fine and good, but still it's a long flight. Put him up in a nice hotel. But he didn't really make much any money out of it. there was no money to, to be said. It was just to get the nice flight and put you up at the Morgans Hotel and pay you a little, you know, for food, and a nice meal, and that was it. I thought it was good for just the exposure. But in, in the music business, it's not quite the same as politics as far as exposure goes. And he would tell me he said nobody goes on those shows unless they're selling something. And later I noticed that anybody coming on one of those shows generally has a new album out or a new movie or a new book, and there's generally some reason why they're on the show. But uh, he said he just did a private concert for Dave, and when he'd play, you'd hear maybe fifteen seconds when they or ten seconds when they were going out to commercial, and maybe ten seconds when they were coming back from commercial. But during the two two and a half minutes of commercial, Dave had his favorite musician Warren Zevon doing a private concert for him and the audience. So I, it was it was kind of cool. I visited a couple times with him and uh, uh, went to the show, and uh, it was you know it was good. Dave was good for his music, and, and Warren had a couple of, of sports songs. He had one song called Boom Boom Mancini about the fighter who, who killed Dooku Kim in the ring. And, and, in fact, it was a fella came into my office just uh, two days ago who had been a state legislator from, from Youngstown, Ohio, and that's where Boom Boom was from. And he had, had lunch. I asked him, Boom Boom Mancini, he said, Yeah, I had lunch with Boom Boom last week, and I played him the song. He had never heard it. A, a cool song about Boom Boom Esseeni from Youngstown, Ohio, and he also had a song that didn't get real much play about Buster Douglas. And then he did one called the Hockey Song, which he did with—I uh, think he co-wrote it with uh, uh, blanket on his name now—but it was a, an author that's pretty pretty accomplished. But David Letterman is in the song, and there's a spot in there when they go—the the, the, the lyrics are: "Hit somebody, hit somebody." And that's Letterman. He got Letterman to cut that. So it's the only place you'll ever hear of David Letterman on an album or on a song is on Hit Somebody, uh, the hockey song by Warren Zebon, and the Mitch album. That's who he co-wrote, it, the Mitch album.
1: Right, we're talking with uh, Congressman Steve Cohen, and we're talking about uh, – recently I, I went to Washington, D.C., hung out in, with uh, the congressman for a little bit in his office toward uh, the Capitol. When I, how often do people ask you if you watch House of Cards?
3: Not that often anymore. I mean, they did early on, and and and, and I've watched it. I've been, 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 um, you know, it's, it, I don't know that it has that much to do with what we do. I mean, there's, I'm sure there's some Machiavellian things going on, but other than Rahm Emanuel, I don't know anybody that would push somebody into the subway and kill him Oh well. <laughs>
1: Uh yeah so the uh, yeah so House of Cards that that comes up a, a lot over when you're on the tour like hey this looks like that thing from 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 House of Cards and I just assume people would 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 ask you all the time and and it makes sense they don't ask you as much now as they did before because apparently the show is not near as good as it was a couple of seasons ago no at drop. the first
3: two seasons I was riveted yeah. and and I hadn't seen it and I'd heard about it and I watched a, pretty much a couple of three days I watched the first two seasons I was really into it. Uh, but I, I, this, the third season wasn't quite as, as good. And, all right. uh, and we'll I, try
1: to keep it spoiler-free, so that will be at the end of our of our House of Cards uh, conversation course available on Netflix. Last thing about touring the Capitol, the cool thing, on your way walking from your office to the actual uh, inside of the, the the Capitol building, there's all of this art that's on the wall, right? And so you get to see... Uh, there's a, Apparently there's a congressional art competition, and then they select... Uh, art from, I don't know if it's each district or where but there Each
3: congressional is- district gets to honor and, 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 uh, A particular artist And a high school student And the student gets a trip to Washington For one day with their parents Southwest Airlines provides the air, air transportation And they, they get their recognition in the Capitol and tour And they go back, so it's a nice little thing And yet our picture is a, is a white station student Who's a really outstanding student She's now a student at Rhodes College Got, a, I think, a full scholarship but it's a picture of a fellow on the trolley with a Grizzly uh, sweatshirt or t shirt on. So we got a little bit of the Grizz in the. In the, in the uh, a very his-
1: historic picture since it's on the trolley, since we don't have those anymore.
3: Right, that too. That too. <laughs> what,
1: are, what are your thoughts on the trolleys right now? They take, it's taken them over a year to get those back running. They still don't have them running, and they've been stopped for a year. It's
3: unfortunate. They're going to come back. I've had quite a few meetings with MATA on this. And we've got a good fella, Matt, who's taken over. Uh, and he's going to try to get, it's just a matter of getting the parts for the old trolleys. And they, they got through the bureaucracy of, of who was going to oversee it. And there was like two or three different groups overseeing it, federal and state. I think they got that straightened out. And then it's just a matter of parts. And then, the, the, so they're going to get those rep- back in, 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 uh, on the mall. And then they've got some other uh, kind of in between. I think they're going to have some newer trolleys that they're going to buy that may be new that look just like the old ones. Yeah, they got they some, get them a lot cheaper.
1: Some type of uh, buses or something. Well, first yeah. they're going to have these rubber
3: wheeled ones, right? and that's going to be for a while, but then they're going to get trolleys that are, they're going to have the old ones rebuilt, but then they're going to have some new ones that look like old ones that have been redone, or, or maybe there's some old ones that they've got a good deal on. But uh, oh. uh, uh, Dan Oppenheimer had a lot to do with getting the trolleys here in the first place. Dan's a, a Memphi He's got an art gallery downtown, I think, and and lives in Horseshoe, and it's in the South Main District, I think. Both, but Dan was a lot responsible for it. He knows of a guy that, and he put Matt in touch with him, who can get replica trolleys for a really nice price. So I think we'll have him
1: back in just a matter of time. And there was even news yesterday that they're talking. About the talk has restarted about expanding the line all the way to Overton Square there on Madison.
3: Well, that that was the. For a long time, they, they had thoughts about that. and the, the, Some of the businesses on Madison didn't want it to occur, and they're probably still not going to want it to occur because they think it hurts their business. And it was going to go out. I, I think it'll help businesses because it'll if they get popular enough, people will ride them from downtown and, and, and go out to Overton Square, and Overton Square's got a lot of traffic now. Right. At the time, the square didn't have that much traffic, and the idea was that they'd go down to Madison to the square and then go down Cooper to, to Cooper Young and, and maybe come back. Uh, somehow have a loop, but Cooper Young and the Square have come back. But the businesses on Madison really did object to it, and, and I'm sure they would continue to object. So that that that, that may or may not happen.
1: I think, uh, in my opinion, it, like it hurts short term, yes, because of the construction. But long term, once it's there up and running, you're connecting all of the hotels from downtown to midtown. That can only help those businesses.
3: Well, I, I know one of the fellows was a friend of mine who's got a cleaners there, and and I guess he figures that people that right. come come in in cars are not going to bring the cleaning in and out on. On trolleys so right. It might help restaurant businesses, but it would might not help uh business like that it might ter- help some retail in the square but a, a guy who's got a cleaners uh it, it might not help them as much it might interfere with the automobile traffic and 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 the, the tracks really are kind of a, a nuisance when you drive down madison uh, uh i I hate my when I drive down madison your car hits the, tra- the track and it goes x y and z areas kind of. Not as convenient as union, and, and so right.
1: Well, yeah, I, you know, definitely. You have to change lanes. You're never you you get, in that, lanes, never get that in that never in that problem.
3: And when they originally built them, the idea was to connect the medical center, which was supposed to be a great uh, center of, of, of jobs with downtown, and people from the medical center would come downtown for lunch, and and, and that was the idea. But then Baptist Hospital uh, flew the coop, and they went out east and then leveled their building, and uh, the, the, you know, it just it doesn't have the same. Um, uh, impact as, as it would have had if Baptist Hospital was still there.
1: Right, and, and for some reason it ran, and it ends randomly in the middle of the street. That seemed like somebody's poor decision. I don't know who was in in, in charge of that, but um, all right, well that's good news. That's, that's exciting news uh, about the trial. Let's talk some sports for a minute. This, this is uh, we are on a sports station. Uh, we got to talk some about uh, tigers because you love the, the the Memphis Tigers and it, w- and it was just a w- it was a wild week. It was actually the week that I was up in Washington uh, with you. You had Marcus Saul commit with the Grizzlies to stay in Memphis long term. It was the same week that Austin Nichols uh, flew the coop and went uh, to wherever he 's going to end up now, not with Josh Passner in the Memphis Tigers. Um, wondering what your what your thoughts are about. You had one big uh, long term commitment to the city of Memphis from Arkansas at the same time Austin Nichols uh, saying it's time for him to go.
3: Well, it's a continuation of the Grizzlies growing and the Tigers kind of re- retreating. Uh, the Grizzlies have were were number two to the Tigers for a goodly while. And now they're number one in the city. Uh, they've got a better uh, fan base and a better uh, attendance and and um, it, it continues. Gasol, you'd have thought, might, might have left. He might have gotten a monster offer from New York or San Antonio or Miami with large Hispanic populations, but for whatever reason, uh, thankfully, the Lausanne grad stayed home, and uh, that's a great thing for the Grizzlies. Austin, I, I, it just, it was, I, I know kind of what went on to some extent as much as anybody knows what went on. Uh, apparently, his father never wanted him to go to Memphis, and the father was always uh, a problem with, with Josh and wanting, thinking Austin didn't develop enough. And I, and I want to say a couple of things I want to, points I want to make on the show, Kevin, if you give me the opportunity. Absolutely. First, about Josh. You know, a lot of people give Josh grief for not developing our players into NBA players. And they say, look, these guys that don't make the NBA into Josh's fault. Well, look at what happened last week. Joe Jackson, four years under Josh, but two years in the developmental league and he's going to Korea. So is that Josh's fault? If he's had two years in the NBA Developmental League and the best he can get is Korea, I would submit it's not Josh's fault. Jaron Johnson, he, he's still in the, in the NBA Developmental League and he had a terrible uh, summer camp, one of 16 from the from the field. He, he did great defense, which he was a good defensive player. But again, he hadn't cut it. He's had NBA-type coaches coaching him. Uh, uh, Thomas... Uh, you know, they said he's going to make it with the Pistons now, uh and, and, and maybe he will, but he's been out two years in the NBA, too. So you can't really blame Josh. If a guy was good enough to make it, Josh didn't make him go back in their talent. And if they didn't make it after one or two years in the NBA developmentally, you got to figure there's, there's a learning curve for the kid and a development physically and, and, and mature wise maturation-wise for the kid you can't blame Josh. Uh, Tarek Black did make it straight out of Kansas, and he he's done okay. But he might have done that out of Memphis too, and and it was a playing time thing with him. So I I think with Austin Nichols, the I, people thought maybe the father thought he wasn't going to make it in the NBA because he was here, and they said, well, look what happened with Tarek Black, and look what happened with this one or that one. Uh, Will Barton kind of come along in the NBA and went straight to it, didn't have to t- spend time in the developmental leagues. He's the only guy that hadn't. I mean Dorsey had to bounce around. That was a cow guy. But uh, I can't seem to blame Josh and I don't think Austin Nichols should have blamed. Him. And Austin Nichols is probably not going to be an NBA player. If he stayed in Memphis, he'd have been a Memphis icon and somebody who could have uh, been in any many one of many, any areas of sales or, or public relations or lots of things he could have been fabulously successful in cuz people would have wanted him. Buy a house from Austin Nichols, right. buy stocks from him. You set name. for life. He
1: would have been set for life.
3: Right, set for to listen to a sports talk show. Whatever. Set for life. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be set for life in Charlottesville, Virginia. And he's not going to be set for life back in Memphis now. And he might do a couple of years in Korea or in Spain or in you know, Israel or somewhere else playing basketball. But he's not a good enough player to be a three in the NBA. And he's not big enough and tough enough to be a four or a five. And I don't think you're going to see him in the NBA. No matter who, you know, Will Chamberlain couldn't come back and coach him into the NBA. I don't think <laughs> so. He'd have been better off staying in Memphis, and, um, and certainly better off doing his third year. And if he decided he wanted to go off to UVA for the fourth year, he could have done it straight from Memphis because he'd have graduated. Right. Now he's going to have to sit out. And he's he's going to go over there as a
1: redshirt junior. We're talking with Congressman Steve Cohen, talking some some Tigers with him. He is uh, one of the most passionate uh, Tiger fans. Uh, you will find and so you you talk about yes Austin Nichols it's not at, at the end of the day not a good the long term view if he doesn't make it in the NBA it's not a good move because it really tarnishes his reputation and the way people view him uh, in the 901 but uh, it also it, I mean and
3: he's it, a good college player he's yeah. a very good college player and he's liable to be a very good to a, to an outstanding college player by the time he's a senior but he'd have been that at Memphis or at Virginia and and playing with the Lawsons and 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 we've got the, the kid. We got uh, uh, Craig, I think, from Arizona. Randall Craig's going to be a good guard. We've got talent coming up, and he'd have been fine here too. And I think he and Shaq together would have been a real good unit for next year. I think they seem to be playing together as well before he got hurt last year. But but he's gone. And, He's gone. Right.
1: And, it, and it, you, if you and you say you can't criticize Josh necessarily for the development, but can you not criticize him for all of the transfers? There's been like seven transfers in a year. These players are fleeing. These players who love Memphis, like uh, Joe Jackson wanted to transfer. Tariq Black always wanted to play for Memphis and ended up transferring. Austin Nichols always wanted to play for Memphis, grew up in Memphis and ended up transferring. I mean, there's something there, isn't there?
3: You would think there was, but at the same time, they all think that they 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 they've all thought that they were better than 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 the team and wanted to be the go-to guy. And Joe didn't want to be one of four guards. He wanted to be the guard, and he was used to scoring thirty points at Melrose uh, or, or White Station, uh, and 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 didn't 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 like being playing with Johnson and Michael Dixon Jr. and uh, and Chris Chris. And we had four guards on that team, and so he just that would have been a problem no matter who the coach was. I think. And he ended up having a good senior year, and he won a did a good job out in El Paso in the tournament, and he did a good job here in the tournament, and whatever. And then, uh, you know, the the other players too. Tarek Ter- 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 Black, I liked him. I wished he to stay, but he wanted more more playing time, and, and maybe he could have had it. But he but he went to Kansas, and Kansas had a lot of time. But he only averaged seven points and six bounds, or eight points and six bounds out there. It wasn't like he went out there and all of a sudden he was sixteen points and nine bounds. He didn't make it in the NBA, but. But not because he was a, a double figure or double figures in rebounds or scoring at Kansas, and uh, you know some of these other players. Nick King, I love Nick. I wish Nick would have stayed here, and I wish there had been a way to do it. But Josh needed a, a four, and he put him where he needed him. Uh, and, and, and Nick knows that to go to the next level. He's going to have to be a three, which was the same thing with with uh, Adonis. He, he's going to be a three. He's not going to be a four. I'd say maybe a three or a two. I can't see him as a two. But Memphis needed him as a four, and so maybe his potential would have been better if he was playing at, at three, a three at Memphis. He liked to go outside and shoot threes. He wasn't hitting them. I think he hit 38% in the NBA Summer League, and that's pretty good. But, you know, just you, you, Josh has got to play the guys where they can help the team. And Adonis was, was a four for us. We needed him as a four, and the same thing for Nick. And Nick left because he didn't want to be a four. Didn't think he was getting enough time, but wanted to see him playing more outside. And Nick didn't have a good outside shot, and his most famous outside shot, unfortunately, was be the one he missed against Tulsa, and, and uh, we lost that game. Some of the other guys that transferred, um, um, you know, Dominic Woodson, good riddance. Uh, the the the, the, Dom, the the other one that started with a D, what was his name, Terry, and, uh There was a six four guard that transferred to Georgia State or something. He wasn't any good to start. D- Damian Wilson, he wasn't any good to start with. Maybe a gross, a gross recruiting era. Um, who are the other transfers he's, that have been? Antonio Barton wasn't going to play as good as he was. And he was a good player. He wasn't going to play with four guards. We had four guards, and we replaced him with Michael Dixon Jr. So, um, you know, you, there, there's all there, there's reasons for all of them. I mean, you can say, all right, there's seven, and Josh is the common denominator. But there are there are reasons why they left, and and there are reasons why Josh needed to play him at four, needed to do whatever, and and it just so happened. I mean, I, I hate that they leave too and it's something uh, Memphis didn't used to have the, the transfers like like we've had.
1: With all that's going on with basketball and the success now of, of football, Justin Fuente, since the last time we spoke, they won the Miami Beach Bowl and Fuente's coming back. Tigers uh, projected to do well this year. It, is it fair to say that uh, the University of Memphis is now a football school?
3: No, I don't think it's fair to say that, but I'm happy <laughs> to segue to football because I believe I was on your show. If I wasn't, I apologize couple of three years back and I criticized Justin Puente on the air for not playing uh, Jacob Karam and I, I like Jacob Carum, great kid and I, and I know Coach Puente thought he was a great kid but politically I shouldn't have done that and as a Tiger supporter who knows what would have happened if Jacob would have played a few we wouldn't have probably won any more games but if, if it didn't hurt Lynch to have played as much as he did and had the confidence of the coach and Pat and, and Lynch has turned out to be the best quarterback we've had in Memphis in, in forever. So i got to say I was wrong. Coach was right. Puente's done a great job, and he was probably right to play Lynch. And it's unfortunate for Karam, but he came here and he had one great year, and the next year he didn't get a chance because he had the future there. And you got to play the future. And, and and he knew that he had to win that next year and win with Lynch. we got a lot of talent coming back next year. I'm just a, the, the running back talent is deep. The receiving talent is deep. We're still kind of weak in the front line, but we got a transfer from Louisville who played at uh, uh, I think he played at, at, at Westwood, or it wasn't Westwood. Woods uh, high school out there starts with a W? Uh, Ryan, whatever, is a transfer from Louisville, but he's a good offensive tackle. He started for Louisville for a couple of years, and uh, uh, you know we're, we're, we're going to have a good team. And he's done a great job. The defense lost a lot of good players, but we got some good ones back. And I think the coach really has shown that a coach can make a difference.
1: Right. He, he, he's done an, an awesome job. Okay, Congressman, we've got to wrap things up with you. Um. um. Oh, yeah, Congressman, uh, Marcus
0: Hunter here. Uh, how are you doing today?
3: I'm great, thank you.
0: I uh, uh, just wanted to say I've heard Kevin talking so much about uh, his visit to D.C., and I'm going to be <laughs> coming up to D.C. Uh, next uh, Thursday, and I'll be there until next week, so I'm going to uh, send your office a note, try to get on one of those tours that Kevin was talking about.
3: Good. Let it give us some notice. Give, give a call up there to Patrick Cassidy. He's a uh, Christian Brothers grad who works there and kind of coordinates that, and we'll be happy to take care of you, and I look forward to showing you my office.
0: All right, I appreciate it, and also, um, obviously, uh, you know the DC area. Can you can you give me some 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 cool places that I may want to make sure I stop by and see while I'm there?
3: Well, I think the museum is fantastic, and it's a, one of the uh, newer tourist attractions. But it's a, it's First Amendment Center put it up, and it's a lot of history, a lot about the, the news media, about broadcast and print, but it's also history of the United States and, and exhibits from 911 and the Berlin Wall and. And, and uh, it's a, it's a really something you need to go through, and then everything on the Mall is great. Now, if you've done the Smithsonian's, but they're all phenomenal. Uh, you can just uh, there's, there's there's not enough time in Washington with the memorials to Dr. King, to Franklin Roosevelt, let alone Lincoln and Jefferson and Washington. And Arlington Cemetery is a great ground there. You'll run into people. I've gone out there and just wandered, and I ran into Joe Lewis. Oh, wow. Joe Lewis is buried in Arlington Cemetery. He's got a gravestone with a bas-relief of him in boxing gloves and boxing shorts and a boxing pose. <laughs> uh, and he was a Marine, uh, or, or Army, maybe Army, during during World War II, and buried next to him with just one of the typical uh, smaller uh, uh, markers that they have at, 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 at Arlington little small white markers kind of oval at the top real small mm-hmm. he is, is a Gantt guy and I need to I've been meaning to find out why he's there and how he got there a guy named Lee Marvin and he's the Lee Marvin and he's buried right next to Joe, to Joe Lewis and I, I don't know if he requested it and how that happened but Lee Marvin and Joe Lewis together in Arlington so there's lots of things you can do there and there are lots of good restaurants and sports bars and you'll have a good time and if you can t- get a chance to see the Nationals I don't. I don't know if they're home next week.
0: Uh, they, as a matter of fact, they will be home August the second. I've already checked, and I will be there on the second, so they will be there then. Who
3: do they play? Is it uh,
0: I think uh, I can't remember exactly. I think the Mets. I want to say that's what I think
3: too. Yeah, yeah. I think the Mets. Well, that'll be great because I mean, every pitcher. That, the Nationals got a great team. It's a nice ballpark. So you'll enjoy that. All right, and, maybe, I'm going to check that out, too.
1: Yeah, I've, I would put the museum is really awesome. It's the only paid attraction I think I did when I was up there. But if somebody asked me what my favorite things I did when I was in Washington, D.C., and I ranked them, I said, w- number one, going to visit Congressman Steve Cohen, touring the Capitol with his office, you had the museum, and also the uh, Bureau of Engraving and Printing, Marcus. You've got to okay. check that out in, in Washington, D.C. The Portrait
3: it's, Gallery is real where good. They, where
1: they print the money.
3: The Portrait Gallery is, is kind of in across from the Verizon Center. okay, And it's an outstanding collection of art, and there's all different types, but they've got, you'll find modern art, and they've got, I think, a Time Magazine cover series, and there's a couple relate to Memphis and a couple of them, I think, uh, relate to sports, and there's a lot of really good art there, so I'd, I'd get the Portrait Gallery, too.
0: All right Congress oh, thank you so much
1: I'll hit all those places I appreciate
0: it good
3: I'll see you next week Kevin thanks for, thanks for the for the call in and the shout out and Go Tigers
1: yes thank you very much uh, that's Congressman Steve Cohen your representative for our ninth congressional district thanks congressman bye bye Spend a lot of time. You always, we, I know. We always had to carve out a lot of time when we have the congressman on. Yeah. Can talk forever with I mean, this is fantastic, yeah. the fact that you can have the congressman on and just talk forever with him. I mean, he's a very important guy. He, he, he loves this city. Yeah, he does. And he's fighting for it every day in Washington, D.C. All right. We'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, we're going to play Hang Up and Listen. The phone number is 360-8255. That's 360-8255. First caller is going to get $10 to ease and $5 to TCBY. And we also have a great grand prize as well. We'll tell you about that when we come back. You'll listen to Street Alive on Real Sports, Talk Sports 56 and 87.7 FM!